So what is really following the heart? Following the heart needs also whatever I am, that's what I call it today, essence and purpose. <clears throat> if I'm a tree, I need to grow into the tree. A full. And it doesn't matter if there are bushes and grass smaller. I have to live what my potential is. And most of them, just from the heart, is a nice expression at the moment, um, is an excuse not to grow in their potential. Welcome to the Chai Chat Podcast. Solutions for empowered living. Engaging, educating, empowering. Each week, your host, Tarun Puri, author of Finding the Guru Within, and Steve Harvey, mindset mentor to A-list celebrities and stars, bring a combined expertise of over six decades in mentoring, coaching, and inspiring positive solutions to the negatives which keep us stuck and unhappy. With a focus on solutions versus problems, in each episode, they discuss topics relevant to the human condition, which challenge us from moving forward into positive growth and ultimate freedom. Through stream-of-consciousness unscripted dialogue and inquiry, they provide practical, deep, and actionable insights to support you in creating and living a happy, successful, fulfilled life. Join us each week and learn how to access your own inner GPS, your guru positioning system, which comes preset with all the solutions you need for empowered living. Living a life of ease versus effort is only a thought away. Let us show you what works and what doesn't. Welcome to Chai Chat, the podcast. I am Tarun Puri. And I'm Steve Harvey. And today we have a fascinating topic for you. It is entitled From Success to Fulfillment, Getting Ahead Through the Heart. And we are very excited today, Steve, because... Yeah, we have a wonderful <laughs> guest on, on the show. Um, I'm so looking forward to learning and hearing um, Wolfgang Sonnenberg's uh, insights into this topic. He has had a tremendous amount of frontline, you know, pedal to the metal experience uh, along the highway of success to fulfillment and the role of the head and the heart. Now, I, I'm so looking forward to, to, to getting some insights and being inspired. But, you know, Steve, when we were uh, putting our topic list together, uh, I was speaking to you about you know, the fact that my uh, mentoring program, uh, I had to find a title for it. And I had to really think about what is it that I I do and why and, and what is the core of it all? And and I reviewed the clients that I've worked with in the past and the different kinds of people. And I found that uh, there was this lack of understanding by, among so many people of the difference between success and fulfillment. Mm -hmm. It was like nobody really stopped for a minute, minute. And when they were on that success track, being driven by their ambition and all the things they learned, you know, stand on your feet and make it happen, work hard, um, aim for success, uh, all those things uh, that uh, drive or motivate an individual. Uh, and uh, I also started to recognize over the years and years and years of working with every kind of individual because, you know, success is contextual. What you may be aiming for for success may be a different context than what I am, but within the context of your own um, uh, desire for being successful and the context of my own desire for being successful, there's still a difference between what I 
typically think of as success and actually the quality of fulfillment. And if I reverse engineer it, when I was researching and writing uh, for the book, um, uh, there's a very well-known statistic out there uh, that most everybody goes to their deathbed, sorry to be so heavy at the beginning, uh, with regret. Uh, Not only regret, but with regrets. And I had come up with my own little calculation that probably 80% of us will go to our deathbeds with some regrets. So in other words, the our story, our journey in life failed to be fulfilling. So the question becomes, if I have 10 people in a room, I say to them, you know, which which two here will be the ones that won't be the 88 eight that will go you know, and what are you doing differently? And for me, long time back, I, I, I branded my program, uh, my program in helping individuals um, going from success to fulfillment, because I felt that regardless of the arena, whether it was a successful relationship or success with your health goals or success in the typical business terms or in, in your meditation practices, if people were striving in a certain way and were not keeping the whole idea of fulfillment in mind, uh, then they were going to cheat themselves out of an experience and end up to what I call feeling an emptiness or a void, which many, many, many people who work earnestly and who work hard and with all the good intentions and on the information they had, they will reach a destination and feel that they've been cheated. So that was that part of that. And uh, what are your ba- sort of overall thoughts on success and fulfillment, uh, well, as you, as you know, I've worked with some of the most, what we would deem successful people on the planet. Um, yes. But I've also witnessed that, you know, a large percentage of those same people uh, really lack fulfillment. You know, it doesn't matter. It's, you know, it's like when they get the next private jet or the next super yacht or, or the next Oscar, you know. Uh, yes. You know, it's very short-lived. There's a sense of success, but there's really no sense of fulfillment with a lot of them. And, uh, you know, I think it's, uh, it's it's sad to see, you know, the, the, yes. as you say, on the outside looking at them, we think, you know, they've got everything that we would love to have. And yet, oftentimes, I've found that the, the richest people I've worked with are the poorest people. Wow. And the poorest people I've worked with are the richest, most fulfilled people um, because they're, they're doing what they love and they love what they do and and they're, they're really living their life according to their own hierarchy of values. And I think that's one of the secrets of fulfillment is to okay. be able to do that, uh, to live life according to your own values and not someone else's, you know. And so um, uh Today's guest, uh, Wolfgang Sonnenberg, is is someone that I've known for, oh, since I think 2003 we first met, and um, he's lived it. He, you know, he's he's lived. He's had the success. He's had the failures, and he's had the successes. You know, and I think that's what fulfillment's all about. You know, it's like a marriage. Uh, we 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 don't get married for as long as you support me and you're kind and you're financially well off and you're there for me. No, the marriage vows say for better or for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness and health, till death do we part. And, you know, marriage is not about happiness, it's about fulfillment. 
And that's about embracing both sides of the coin. And I think it's the same in life and it's the same with business. And uh, I think uh, Wolfgang will, uh, I know, I just know he's going to share some real great uh, pieces of wisdom with us today um, on his journey uh, and, you know, the discoveries he's made along the way. And uh, I'm, I'm really pumped to, to hear what he has to say. Well, yes, me too. Just on that uh, interesting point about marriage, then maybe we should change it from happily ever after to fulfilled ever after. Yeah. Right? Yeah, that yeah. there's a whole other focus as to, you know, do you have a successful marriage or do you have a fulfilling one? You know, right. and I want to actually replace that to and. Can you have a successful marriage and a fulfilling one? This is not an or, this is an and. And I want people to keep that in mind that we're not bashing the idea of success, but um, you will not have the essence. You may get the form, but you may not have the essence. And therefore, the heart always search for, searches for essence. And I just want to make one little point about our, our sort of second part of our title, and then we're going to jump in with Wolfgang, uh, is that getting ahead through the heart. This is a program that I've been um, offering and teaching for many years. And the idea came up again as to I had to look within myself and look at uh, on the track to fulfillment, what was the role of the head and what was the role of the heart. And the very, very short version of this is that the heart has its qualities, the head has its qualities, and actually the body has its qualities. And I, I essentially had come up with a model where when we're in alignment and in harmony, inner harmony, the, the heart is the, the architect. It's the, the one that has the wisdom. It has the depth. And it's the one that directs the head, who's likened to a contractor. So you can almost see a triangle. And so you see the head as the contractor that says, okay, Mr. Architect or Madam Architect, I will, I can put this into, into the most beautiful form that you're asking. And of course, the heart has the wisdom of knowing what is it that is the best environment and the best situation for our soul growth, which is what we're here to do. So the head goes ahead and 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 actually employs the uh, body, which I call, which I sort of break down to the five senses as being mm. amazing subcontractors. Each sense is a specialist, right. and it can do what you know the head cannot do. But when it governs or and guides the this body and the senses. And they go out and then as a team, the head and the heart and the body create harmoniously the environment and the environment through which we can learn and grow and be challenged and in a healthy uh, manner uh, with minimal um, side effects or, or collateral damage. Now, what I recognized way back, and that's why I put this program together, was that along the way some, somewhere the head got ahead of itself after so many of these trials decided it knew uh, the, the work so well that it really didn't need the heart. And so what it did is it took the heart hostage. There's a big hostage taking. I don't know if CNN covered it, but the head took the, the heart hostage and has been holding it hostage. And it's been, it's been masquerading as the heart. And it thought, I can do what this heart person is doing because I've done so many of this and I can make more profit and I can have more power. Okay, there's those words. And now it started to slave drive the body and the senses. Okay, so what happens is that the heart's wisdom was to keep some balance and not to overdrive and overwork. But what the head did was it, it didn't care. The bottom line was I, I want this and I want more and it always wants more. And so it started to drive the body, drive the senses to the point where it was just never enough. 
So that's where your workaholism and overwork and work-life balance and all of this imbalance takes place. It becomes lopsided. I feel that in life and in the world right now that has been running the show for way too long, it speaks the language of the heart. Oh, we're charitable. We're philanthropic. We really care. But when you look at the misalignment between what they're speaking and how they're behaving, it becomes obvious that um, there's, yeah. And ultimately my conclusion uh, was that too much heart is unhealthy, too much head is unhealthy. But when the head and the heart come together, you get the superhero. Because the superhero, usually, sometimes the villain, as you know, is in the movies, is smarter than the superhero. And it's almost at the brink of the end of the world where the superhero comes through because a superhero has a heart, a beautiful heart, and they use their head. When they bring the heart and the head together, that's when we can become superheroes in our lives and become empowered. And that's when the solutions become the most uh, abundant. So I just wanted to kind of... Throw a little bit of a backdrop for where I've been coming from with this and, you know, your your sort of whole looking into the heart energy, the head energy and the interplay. And then uh, we're going to have Wolfgang come in and, and, and enlighten us uh, a little further through his experiences. Great. So shall we welcome Wolfgang now? I think that would be great if we can um, right. have him come join us. Oh, and there he is, like magic. There he is. Hi, Hi Wolfgang. Wolfgang. Welcome. <laughs> Hello, Darren, Dale, Steve. How are you Still today? <laughs> yeah, I listened to what you just uh, were discussing before, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to be on the show because I'm divorced. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> said, oh, stick to the good and, and the bad. Um, um, maybe I see the world a little bit different uh, because it's not just on the surface of the bit good and bad. It's really about the deeper uh, intention. Yes. I divorced when it was really good. But I think if you just simply go, it's about love. And uh, then sometimes, because of love, a separation is good. Okay, this will be very interesting to go into. Again, there's so many nuances, of course, and we wanted to give a kind of an outline generally, but uh, this is exactly what we're looking forward to. And you've authored some amazing books and shared a lot of this wisdom, so... Uh, yeah, using this uh, good and bad times, it's just it comes from very what I say go uh, a few hundred or thousand years back, um, and we had different uh, values at that time, and it was easy to marry, and mainly was the man who was the owner of all wealth, um, and he picked a wife, and he didn't like it anymore, just throw it away, um, and then. Then comes the, the rule, no, that is not okay. Don't misuse her. Um, so you stick with her even in bad times mm. um, if something is not really working. Um, because at that time they couldn't survive. That's also why the, in the Muslim world they have the possibility at that time for more women to take care of. So, for example, your brother died. You took the wife to take care Okay. So we, we often use this, use those sentence, but what is the deeper meaning? The deeper meaning is not just for pleasure or whatever. So if you make this commitment, um, I say for love, fairness, integrity, and this should go through everything. And then it might be the best for two people for 
developing their souls, what they want to do on the planet, to even separate. But you can do it in fairness, in integrity, and in love. Mm-hmm. And and clearly for that to happen now, you see, it kind of brings us back, you know, um, uh, I think it's, it's uh, not a secret that you have a law background and uh, uh, and uh, and I have a law background and and I always said that the imbalance happens when there's an excess of the heart or the head like like in yeah. the yeah. distinction between murder is what too much heart is a crime of passion too much head is a cold-blooded uh, premeditated act and so like you said when it, we can make the call that it is appropriate to separate when the heart and head can come together in a way to assess the situation. That, that's, does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, it, it, for, for sure. But, you know, I'm, I'll always love to go and, and uh, partly it's also an, um, a language topic. Um, what, what means coming together? Yeah. Um, and what is heart and what is mind, brain or whatever? <clears throat> Um, if um, if I decide, like like you said, the passion you can murder for passion or whatever, uh, well, that is an excitement, and it's for me. You're out of your center, and okay. if you're out of your center, you're always in, in problems. Um, and if you really go, what I call just with the person uh, purpose with the soul from your essential self, um, and um, <clears throat> not from the outside, then here is the servant yeah so it's yes yeah it's good to have a servant and you can call it maybe together um but it's not really in this way equal you cooperate um but like you said um only the heart the real true heart yes yeah? so yes. it should be the boss in this way and says okay help me to fulfill it on this planet here mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. Um, Steve, you were going to say something there. Huh? Yeah, I, I was um, I was going to say, you know, that a question that I hear a lot, you know, is people will say to me, I'm torn between following the path of my heart and what my intuition is affirming me to do versus, you know, the path of the conventional way of, of, of uh, living, working and, and, and so on. And people they say that they tend to struggle with the idea of surrendering to that, to following their heart, because if they do, they're, they're going to be living in poverty for the rest of their life. Oh, uh, they, yeah. mm-hmm. they have oh. this challenge that if I dare to follow my heart, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to make a, a, a good living and, and I'll be struggling yeah. forever. And I think, Wolfgang, you've got a completely different viewpoint on that. Yeah, okay. What what means following the heart? What is it really? Uh, and what is the intuition? If you, if you take the body away, you take the heart away, or what is it then? Uh, what are you following really? And uh, like I said, it's for me, it's integrity and, and uh, love. But love, it's the same if you have kids. There are tough love situations yeah. where love forces you to do and those who are not making money and just giving, that is not fair exchange. So they make themselves too much small, uh, too small. So there is not enough, not enough self-love mm-hmm. and not enough caring 
for fair exchange on the world. And that is a very important thing. It's, it's not about money. You, you can make exchanges in everything. Um, <clears throat> like uh, uh, Doc Adams, uh, when he had this clinic and someone came and, and uh, was poor and couldn't pay for the surgery, say, oh, what is your profession? Oh, I'm a car mechanic. Okay, you go in the town there and uh, repair uh, yes, three cars and then you come back. Um, it's a, where can you support? It's about really what we need to say. It's a fair exchange, um, and and that means sometimes to really take money. For example, if I help someone who is let's say poor, okay, um, I can't charge the fee I maybe want or normally charge. But if I in ten minutes help someone to make millions, I think. It's very fair to, to get a million yeah. if I work just five minutes. Yeah, because on that, what we need to change, not selling our hours, not our time. We're not slaves. So it's about values, use value, cash value, or whatever we share. And that needs to be fair. So it's like, how can you put a price on a solution? In a sense, you can't, you, right? If, if it's just looking at money, you can maybe I helped you to make this amount of money and give me 20%. That would, would be possible. But uh, we're coming back to intuitions. I often go into, let's say, my intuition what is fair here? Hmm. Yeah. And uh, then I figure it out. But fair is also mm, not making myself too small. So I can be very tough with uh, all those um, nice people, healers and everything, and natural paths and everything. And they tell me, yeah, you know, my, my clients have not enough money. I need to do it. I says, no, that's wrong. You're telling them it's okay to stay poor. And that is not okay. Your job is to help them to grow and to, to grow also in fair exchange, but you need to start. So there's a lot of so-called good people. They don't know it. They don't realize it. They don't have the consciousness that they're creating a lot of mess um, there and responsible for a lot of drama. Yeah? So what is really following the heart? Following the heart needs also whatever I am. That's what I call it today, essence and purpose. <clears throat> if I'm a tree, I need to grow into the tree. And full, and it doesn't matter if there are bushes and grass smaller. I have to live what my potential is, and most of them, just from the heart, is a nice expression at the moment. Um, it's an excuse not to grow in their potential. Very true. So it's about really self-alignment and 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 yeah. uh, and not literally getting in your own way of what you're here to express. Yes. Right. And, and now it's interesting, as you were speaking there, I recall that, um, you know, I grew up in an environment where the dichotomy, uh, there's so many dichotomies, right, wrong, good, bad, as we were talking about earlier, we get caught up in. One of the really strong themes from um, um, environmental, or I want to just say within a context point of view, was the dichotomy of material versus spiritual. Yeah. And it's amazing how deep into your cellular structure that can get so that uh, 
despite your spiritual gifts and ability to liberate people and bring light, bring their light up to, you know, uh, whatever, uh, the message was that this is spiritual work. And therefore, why are you charging for it? I, I, and I would yeah, love to get yeah. your your insight on that because we healers and helpers and naturally helpful people who consider ourselves to be spiritual or on that track tend to fall into that. What, what were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I will ask a question. Where did you get this belief from? Yes. Who told you that? Um, so why you are not good if you go for fair exchange, for example? And, you know, we're living in a world, uh, you, you see people just running after the money and, and creating a lot of mess. So it's easy, as we say, no, I don't want to do this. Now I stay a little bit more poor and be nice. But we need to understand if you're, in the, if you're on the same level, it's, you're on the same level. And it is about ready to be rich, but do good. So it's, um, it's like a lot of people don't understand really win-win. Okay. We dream and some people say, oh, I would like to have win-win. But win-win needs that you are ready to win. Otherwise, we only have lose-win or lose-lose. And most people compromise, make themselves small, and not realizing that they're responsible for lose-lose or lose-win. Yeah. So we need to step up. Um, and really be the adults and really live it and always look, is this fair? That's why I call it always fair exchange. <clears throat> and um, that is, uh, the society doesn't want you that. It doesn't matter where your cultures go. If you go to India with all the caste system, if you go to the US, uh, we need em employees. We need employees. We, we don't make you strong. Yeah, Germany is uh, all those, I call them Kaiserlands. Yeah, they still the in morphogenetic field of Kaiserland is there. It doesn't matter if you called the Germans 200 years ago slaves or whatever. They were there to deliver to the king. Um, they were collecting the taxes. And what for? For wars or parties. And they never needed to justify it. And no we accountability. Yeah. <laughs> and we still have this um, thing. And I read in a biography of from Martin Luther King, one of his um, yeah, biggest problems was his own people. He said, what do you want? We are mediocre. So, <clears throat> so there was so in the cells over years uh, there. And, uh, <clears throat> and this is that, that we really need to teach um, we are all in this way, we hear it, we are really the same as human beings. But you have maybe different monies, different professions, um, and also different desires to grow. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Not everybody is really wanting to go um, to, what is that, what do you call personal development? Sure. And um, when I left school, I had first the idea to become a kind of engineer at the company Siemens. And therefore, I need to, to go there for three months and, and check so basics, learn how to drill and, and all those stuff, and then work on the, on the conveyor belt with people. Mm. And I met there very nice people, very warm-hearted people. And they love that they can go there, let's say, from nine to five, and then go home and think about nothing and just barbecue and be nice. 
That's the only thing what they wanted. Um, they were not bad people. Yeah. They're content. They're content within yeah, their really, definition really of what success for them, right? Yes. Yeah. And and we have today, we have a difficulty to accept that. When you see all these, do you say also helicopter parents or whatever? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's so much about their ego to misuse the kids. That's right. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but that is. Um, and I'm going to talk about some, some about money, um, the money game. It took me a while, while to understand um, in this context. I come from the Christian side, and we always, uh, the Christian God has says that we have one God, different than the Greeks or whatever. Or let's say today we have one. 2,000 years ago, the Christians had also a couple more. Um, <clears throat> But when it says in the Ten Commandments or whatever, you should have only one God and none besides me. The meaning of this is, what is your belief about the world? What is your, let's say, philosophy about the world or whatever, and, and God and spirit? And then there is no other boss and it's only God, the boss. So you don't have another God like money or whatever, Mm -hmm. on the same level, or even before. And uh, talking about money and spiritual, so that's why I wrote a book, um, Millionaire Spirit, so a lot of spirit in it. And in this book, I have uh, um, some, some words from Yogi Bhajan. He was once uh, the say, world leader of Kundalini Yoga. Yes. And he said, is it good to be rich? He says, yes, you have to. Poor <laughs> is not okay. Not living. And then I've said, if God gives you talent, don't piss him off and says, no, I don't use it. Yeah, so I just... <laughs> yeah. Playing small is not what we're here to do. And No. You need to live your... A rose should be rose and blossom, and that's the job. So, like I say, if you're an apple, be the best apple you can be. But don't care what the banana is doing, what the kiwi is doing, if you're an apple. Mm-hmm. It was interesting you spoke about the caste system there, Wolfgang, um, and people being content, you know, where they are in life. I mean, I remember years ago I was working down in the Caribbean and uh, we experienced two hurricanes in one week. And so afterwards, uh, you know, the staff at the, the hotel I was working with at the time um, were, had the task of cleaning up and shoveling sand and mud away from, you know, the, the hotel. Mm -hmm. Um, and because I was running the spa and the wellness center, I didn't want the, these, you know, tiny little spa therapists injuring their back or getting calluses on their hands from shoveling. And so I come up with this great idea. What I thought at the time was a great idea. And that was to rent out the movie theater on the property and show the movie The Secret with your good friend, Bob Proctor. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and mm -hmm. so I set it all up and all the staff came in and sat there and I was last in to the theater because I was setting it up at the back. And I, so I was ended up sitting closer to the front and I'm watching the movie and about 10 minutes in, I'm thinking to myself, it's really quiet here. And I turned around and every single one of them was sound asleep. <laughs> yeah. And I thought I was there to help, you know, with their personal development and, and I remember talking to the front office manager 
and most of the staff, you know, were from the Philippines, and and so was he. So I thought I want to speak to him and get a better understanding of who they are and their culture. And I'll never forget what he said. He said, "Steve, you know, most of your staff come from the the you know the countryside in the Philippines." He said, and I don't mean this to be you know a put down, but they're peasants. And their parents were peasants, and their grandparents were pe- peasants, and mm-hmm. their children will be peasants. Mm-hmm. He says, don't think for a moment that you can come in and show a movie the secret, and you're going to change their lot in life. This yeah. is this is steeped in their who they are. This is who they identify with, and they're perfectly happy with that. Yeah, and like, wow. so they don't, don't see another world. But also, this is a kind of, I tried a lot of those things in my life and until I realized it's my ego that I think I need to change something there. Right, um, <laughs> right. And then you give a kind of pressure on them. And maybe now you, you help them to have a time off so they could sleep. Yes. But it is, maybe you, you know the story from uh, the opera. Uh, she shared her mom was a mate. Yes, And the big dream of the mom was that the daughter, as a maid, gets a good boss. That wow. was a dream for Winfrey. Um, the life. highest aspiration for her was that she get a kind, good boss that yes. treats her decently. Which Yeah, that was wow. what the mom for the daughter could see. Thank God she didn't listen to her mom. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just, um, yeah, that is. But it's also in a book, uh, "Imaginary Crimes: um, Psychology," that, uh, like you said, things they didn't listen. That most kids feel guilty if they do something better. Besides all the, the programming that you can't do, but leave the cast or whatever. Do this. So, who wants? To be a criminal, yeah, those. Mm-hmm. And then it's really, we have really to do a different education system. Um, but the education system, um, if the kids come to an education system, they had the problem at, already at home. Because today we, we know that in the first months, in the first three years, um, how our brain uh, is developed and It's um, not so good what we do. I don't know when you see around the world in the English and Germany, we say, I have a car, I have a house, I have kids. Yeah, so I have them. Yeah, it's not an obligation for me to do something. Do I have the time? Uh, do I really want to help another soul to develop good? No, that is not the idea of society so far. So there's a consciousness, group mind and consciousness um, locally and globally that we're also looking at. And and yeah. uh, is there a shift happening? Um, uh, is there, in that sense, more of an awareness or an awakening happening? And perhaps the events of the last couple of years, has it helped us to move that consciousness uh, a little bit to the forefront or not? I'm, I'm very curious. I, I don't know. I, I don't have really numbers, but when we talk... Uh, or to go back to what we talked about, the nice people who stay poor. You know? Yes. <laughs> They're training now their kids something, stay poor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we have uh, in Germany now, uh, I saw it earlier in the UK, third generation living in welfare. So okay. what we are training there. 
Um, I, I know um, I experienced a, a teacher in kind of ground school in Germany, so the lower school, mm-hmm. teaching in school how to fill out papers for welfare. Wow. And he, and he thought he is doing something good. Yeah. So that is so, there's so amazing, incredible stuff going on. That's just, and a lot of things we need to really, uh, what I call it, uh, see the world in 180 degrees because we're not giving enough help to self help to, to grow. Too much help, like in Germany, all this welfare system is helping in the need, in the problem, not out of. Yes. Yeah. And the whole energy is, I help you there. It's so, enabling. Yeah, it's yeah. enabling them to yeah. to to milk the system, what we say here in North America, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, and it's, you know, it's all like the <clears throat> science system, how we call it? Um, if you want to become a professor, you need to have a thesis and then protect the thesis the rest of your life. Yeah, defend it. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah, defend it. Defend it the rest of your life. And that is crazy. Yeah. You never can prove a thesis right. You only can prove wrong. And if we're really interested in truth, we need to test it all the time. We need to be happy when we find out it's wrong. Hey, Leonard, we can go for the real one. But Very much. This, yeah, but this is not that we say, oh, Steve, how can I challenge you and then come to more truths? No. The truth, maybe you heard it from Churchill said that everybody in uh, nearly everybody in life stumbles once about truth. Um, and uh, th- but they go up and get it off like dust and move on. Huh? And but we are coming, and this is what um, even if we have now we talk about fake news and everything and fact finders. Mm-hmm. We are on the way, and blockchain and all those stuff. We are going in a direction that we are more interested in the truth. How can I find out what is really true? Yes, uh, and that's. True, it was a truth technologies or whatever. Um, and this is coming more and more transparency or whatever you call it. Um, slowly, slowly we're going there. But you need to be ready to handle the truth. Yeah. And how- <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because, because no matter how true it is out there, we need to be our truth meter inside. The resonance within yes. us is what's going yeah. to verify that. So, a truth for me, you know, there's some such compelling information out there right now that, you know, well, there's this expert. Oh, well, then the, that expert, and yeah. wow, they both sound so good. So, how do we determine, right? Um, and and I agree with you. We have a saying here: truth always welcomes doubting and questioning because it is yeah. truth. Yeah. Right. And to yeah. defend a thesis of something that you hopefully have outgrown or gone mm-hmm. to another level of it, or maybe mm-hmm. does not reflect anymore, shouldn't become a shield, right? That I'm going to protect because I said it once, right? So so I think that's uh, uh, that's so insightful. Um, and um, But I, I just want to ask you a little bit, um, the little bit that I understand of your journey. I mean, you had been in the traditional sense of the word with your legal training and very successful right and 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 you know you had the the office the staff the work the car i mean all of that the, the worldly 
right? I just want you to tell me a little bit about yeah. that journey because I think it'd yeah. be helpful. Yeah, you you uh, said also what a success. Um, yes. I love the Nightingale's version of the progressive realization of a world goal. And in this meaning, I was not successful. I was successful in the classical standards because I was in the city of Hamburg, best address, an office building, um, had five floors, employees. Um, <laughs> I was very successful in building a facade. Mm. Yeah, it was a facade. It was not even a worthy goal. Um, today or a little later said, okay, because my childhood, um, my dad didn't really accept me. So deep inside, I guess, I needed to prove him something. Okay, Until to I show him. The, yeah, had the right business card. But I sold my soul for it. Um, my uh, health, everything. So... Okay. Um, that is not only a fulfillment, it is it also really, I was uh, 117 kilos and uh, once um, um, messed up a lot, what I have to deal to that also with. So it's a lot of uh, things I wouldn't say is successful. Um, successful is if you live your true nature, yeah, you're really um, healthy uh, and in balance of this. You need to go out of penance once in a while to go on the next level or whatever, but not just for the facade. And that is so much for the outer world. So people thought I'm successful um, looking what I managed there or I have the big car. Right. Um, the car but is important. Car, and and, and you, you, you read a book, but what I share now, I was not allowed to write in the book because they said nobody will believe it. Oh. I had this BM, BMW 850 at that time, and I stopped at the red light. <clears throat> and next to me stopped the car, BMW 850. And I said, wow, he made it. <laughs> and then I looked at Mike, oh, I'm sitting in this. <laughs> same, same car. car. <laughs> <laughs> so what? I didn't know the person. I just gave him, he made it, but maybe he was just a mechanic making a test drive. Yeah. Did he rent, rent it? Is it the son? I had no clue who this person is, but all attributes to him. And I was sitting in the car, same car, didn't get nothing like, oh, you made it, or you're happy, or good. It says, here is something wrong. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't the self-validation. You couldn't uh, own it inside of you. Yes. And, and what you mentioned there was that when you were growing up, it was about pleasing dad and getting his approval ultimately. And, yeah. and this is a very universal story, Wolfgang. Like there's, yes, yes. Uh, I've had countless clients. I had a, a, an Olympic decathlete. I can't even say mm -hmm. that, like decathlete. If I have to just run upstairs, I'm like, okay, that's enough. This was a decathlete, one of the most fit and... Uh, and and they fail to qualify by about this much, okay? When I'm just holding mm -hmm. my two fingers together, like uh, uh, there was just that little hump that they couldn't get over. And mm -hmm. uh, their father was a priest or a preacher, or some some, uh, and a very critical man. And when we were doing the work to get to the root of what it was that frustrated their ability to 
bring to the world what their gift was, it ultimately came down to this very fit, very together, very successful man uh, could never, ever, ever please or get the approval of his father. It was never good enough. Yeah. So, and I look at this man, I think, wow, you're just amazing. He had the looks, he had the talent. He was a trainer for one of the biggest Mm -hmm. hockey teams. Again, from the outside, but the pain yeah, inside of him. Yes, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. So yes. it just reminded me of that. Yeah, well, my, my metaphor today is I was born in, as an apple, but unfortunately in a parent family. So, and they tried to make a good parent out of me. Okay. Uh, so parent school, parent, and what do the parents, neighbors think about you? And if, if you, then what's really logic is, is okay, I'm not okay. I feel different. I'm not okay because they say all the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I try to compete. Maybe I can please a parent, um, parents, parent, parents, parent, parent, or parents, uh, whatever. And I can't change it as long as I'm not accepting that I'm an apple. And and some people in life, like me, however it happened, I realized something. Oh. There's some, no, I'm not bad. I'm an apple. Mm. And that's a, like, like Churchill's truth. A lot of people say, I don't want to know it. And, 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 and lip burnouts, everything, please the bosses. Oh, it's just living the wrong life, living not the purpose, selling your soul. Your soul. Selling out. But if you realize that uh, you're an apple, yeah, then suddenly you don't need the office or you don't need the sports. You don't need that. Just, okay, how can I be the best Apple I can be? And it's totally different. And if my dad doesn't understand it, okay. And then I helped myself because I was struggling. Um, my dad was the biggest boss I grew up with. Yes. So can I find a bigger boss? And then someday I decided, oh, I think God is the boss of my dad. So I said, if I please God, maybe then it's enough. I don't need to please my dad. Go direct. So even if I'm not really religious, but it helped me. There is something different what's more important than just follow all these sentences. My dad and my dad was not fulfilled. Mm. He was not the happiest guy. And, And the priest or whatever... So there were not really idols. That's how I want to become. That's like regrets. You talked about regrets by the end of the life. So where is a person who could be such an idol for me that, oh, I go for that, that I don't need to regret anything. That's why also I need to get rid of law and my law office because when I got a little more the BMW, what is here going on? What if I do this the next 20 years? Mm-hmm. Will I become a person? Is there someone I really like to model with all the values and everything? Oh, that would be great. I couldn't see some. So I needed to get out of it and say, okay, forget all the other fruits. I'm an apple. So, and try my, try it and to listen and we come back to intuition, to a soul, heart or whatever and live from there. And ideally, one day I make it and says, yeah, I lived a high five life because I was the best apple I could be. 
So what I'm hearing here is about intention and coming from an inner alignment. Earlier on, we spoke about we're not here to be poor or to suffer or yeah. to somehow deny who we are. Uh, yeah. And then you also said, well, once I kind of saw myself for the next 20 years, you're saying, you know, so uh, the office, the car and all of that uh, was um, not necessary, but you're not saying it isn't something that you can't fully enjoy, right? Like, Yeah, and I guess exactly. My Steve said there's a lot of um, um, rich people he consulted, coach or whatever, are truly inside not happy. And some people then say, even if it's uh, education from parents, churches or whatever, then don't go for the money. And I don't go for the money, but just, and it's a, money is not the purpose. Mm-hmm. But, so, but for my purpose and bring more purpose in the world, I need more money. Yeah, if you want yes. to do good, it helps you have money. So it is really accepting the material. And we are spiritual beings here on the material world. Yes. And we should learn to handle the material stuff right. With meaning and everything. So if we avoid the material stuff, I think uh, we didn't get the, the real task what we should do here. Um, it's not of misusing it. It's not to have another God. No, it is just fulfillment. And why not? I ask my soul and says, yeah, for your ass, it's okay if you have a soft sofa. You don't need (laughs) (laughs) That's the bottom line. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just, yeah, but don't be attached. Use the beauty, create the beauty. Yeah. And then like, like if, if you're a good gardener, you work in the garden because of your passion. Yes. Uh, and, and if you create more fruits than you eat, that's fine. That's good. Don't tell the, the tree, no more apples, please. Right. No. Right. <laughs> yeah. To create a good business or whatever. Yeah. And then you can give away or whatever. So what we, so it's not, it's not like we normally say, we need to make profit. We need to make profit. And the others say, no profit okay. and charity. Mm. And I don't like that because charity means I'm dependent the rest of my life. No, we are thinking, and I was very influenced by Mohamed Yunus um, um, and, and from Bangladesh with the microcredits, and he is yes. really working. Um, his, his purpose is bringing people to dignity again, and her dignity. And he calls everything not for profit. Okay. So we make business. We want to be best. We want to be better. We want to make more profit, but not for the profit. For profit. Not to make us richer or whatever, for the purpose. Yeah? And and those who don't love this, I compare it with my body. Um, My body needs blood. Yes. Quite a lot amount of blood. Yes. I shouldn't resist the blood. But the purpose of my life is not collecting blood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it that's why so. Yes. Yeah. Prosperity is is wealth is different, it's more stagnant, but prosperity is that you always have enough. And the purpose of my life is whatever it is, then 
but I need all good vitamins, I need this, that I can best live my purpose. So I go for so much money depending on my purpose. And if my purpose is huge and I want to help a lot, Yogananda, um, whatever, 300, whatever temples are built yes. or whatever. Sadhguru uh, is feeding here and this. But he's very careful. He says, not more business than we need. Ah, okay. Yeah, okay. we make, the more we need, the, we make more business. Yes. But we don't want to go in the trap that the business is more important. The greed the greed doesn't take over then because it is yeah, flowing you, in. You lose the topic. Toyota once had the idea to build good cars. Or maybe you heard in, in, in the U.S. they needed to what is it, you know, pull back cars and call call them back. Recall. Because recall. Yeah. recall. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and that was new because it was always reliable, the cars. Yes. Then later, one manager said, in the beginning, we just wanted to make good cars. But then we grew, grew, and we had the chance to become number one in the world as a car company. And we shifted the focus to be the number one. Oh, my gosh. And oh, you, compromise here, you compromise here, um, and, and, and you, you mess up. So go back what the real purpose is and make good cars. So Wolfgang, and I, speaking about purpose, yeah. I know that you've created uh, one of your programs is called the Purpose Finding Process, uh, yeah. which has helped you know business owners and corporations improve their lives and the business beyond belief. Can you speak yeah. a little bit about what your purpose finding process is all about? Just a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, we, we try it uh, here uh, online. You know, um, uh, in Gibraltar, when I lived a time, uh, time in Gibraltar, I was quite successful, so money-wise, and the, the, where I came from, wow, incredible. And I, I was falling in a kind of depression because mm -hmm. I had no goal. I, I didn't know where to go. Uh, why should I stand up in the morning? What for? All what I thought is... Um, so, and I think I did try so exercises. What if the doctor tells you you have a few years or a few months, days, and ever one day? Or the, the other story from from Kavi, I think, is it uh, at your grave? What are people are talking? I, said, I don't care what they're talking. I'm dead. <laughs> you told me when I was alive. Yeah, true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> nothing, nothing helped me really. And then somewhere I don't know even where. So. What should be there 500 years after your death because you lived? Your legacy. Oh, that was... 500 years? That, That's huge. That's that huge. was something interesting, and that changed a lot. And so, so and then we come to the purpose, um, and my purpose finding is really the essence. It's not just invent. You know, there are two schools. Some is really essence, and the others sit down write three pages and what's your purpose in life. Yes. But that is for me, it's more the vision. It's a vision I created it. It comes from here. Okay. And, and the purpose finding process, we, what we do is a kind of very inductive process. We need both as a kind of meditating process with the client. We both need to stop to think, let go in the heart or intuition. And um, in the kind of meditation, we go like a timeline back. Um, find five, six, seven 
<clears throat> situations in your life where you felt truly happy, not egoistic happy, uh, I got a degree or I got a what a uh, whatever BMW won the championship and so it can be but most of the time it's, it's just ego um, satisfying it's okay but it's not for the purpose the essence but if you have different situations in your life where you felt maybe one with the universe or whatever and so far people find those moments and then we go through single all the single moments and try to find what is everywhere so with the wording the feeling go in a moment what you feel um, someone says maybe i feel power what kind of power is it you need to do something it's just oh, whatever and just the process and then we get a kind of wording and we find it in everything and then you see some and a point comes the body is changing It's vibrating. That's totally, we see them, then it's really, and then we talk to all the cells. Um, what do you believe? Um, you can make also like you do testing. Um, what, what is it? And then you see the body changing, people change strength. And those who came and not knowing what to do, that afterwards is a totally different person. This essence, I can use everywhere. So I need to choose now where to live it, how to bring it into life. And then from the purpose, that's why we say discover your purpose. Then from there, what if you really live it? Define the vision. If I really lived it, what do I see? And then just make one hell of a lot of money uh, for your vision. Work for the vision. And if this is aligned purpose, vision, and all the missions and all the work you do that is so much powerful, you go so much more in flow. Yeah, we have some uh, stressy situations also because you want to get stronger. Yeah, so we... Mm -hmm. uh, but like you, in, in the English language said, it's uh, a problem is not in the way, it's on the way. Yes, we want to get stronger. Yes. We want to ha handle the next difficulties and grow. Um, but those people are happy, and I'm, I myself now today so much more aligned in this, and uh, and, and just starting all all over again um, next weekend. What do we do for this year? What we for the next startup, and and so and uh, um, I'm turning in, in two months seventy. So I'm, I never could imagine when I was a young boy um, that oh those those people who are seventy. Think what we do the next 30 years or 20 years. So it's a totally different life because your purpose, your essential self is living even after your body is living. So you can really work for the vision what would stay 500 years from now. Um, and that makes, makes fulfilled, happy, and uh, whatever goes on in, in the world, okay. It's just historical stuff. We're going, like I said, we're going to more transparency. And I believe the best is yet to come. Yes, agreed. Agreed. I think we're going through a lot of rebirthing pains right now. And, you know, yeah. it gets yeah. pretty tight in the birth canal and pretty dangerous and pretty uncomfortable. But it's yeah. the process, isn't it, of being birthed into our next level of awareness and consciousness 
that yeah, can yeah. help us to see ourselves uh, with more clarity and 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 to you know to to, to know ourselves. Yeah. So uh, I wanted also you had mentioned uh, the the concept of win win and how you might want to win, but your consciousness is one of losing. Or you know the idea is nice. Like sometimes people do positive affirmations out here and it's all surface and they're wondering why they're not producing. Okay, mm-hmm. because there's 10 other affirmations in the background telling me, uh, really, you you know, like in yeah. what world and, and you can hear your father and your mother <laughs> and your dog telling you. So, uh, and, I, and I understand you have a, a day that you've dedicated in a program you do around the win-win. Can you, can you tell us about that? I think it's a great idea from the little bit that I know. Yeah, and you know, we have a lot of uh, wonderful ideas uh, for days, uh, for everything. But uh, do you have a day in, in the year where says, this day, at least this one day, I live my true potential. I want to live my true potential. I'm from focus from the morning on to the evening and what the purpose. It can, you can do it as an individual. You can do it with your family or even with the company. And this was the idea which once came up. Wow. You know, when I was uh, making vacation in my old life, uh, the last day before vacation, I was so productive. Um, wow, was I productive. And then one day I realized, why do I only once a year? Why only before vacation? If I can do it, I could do it more. So what's the idea if I have one day where we all focus on something good, how good we are, that we are enough, mm. maybe we do it in one day, two days, and three days, and, and so on. And then I got the picture, what if in your hometown, at one day, all good movements, oh, from yoga studio with whatever, whatever is good, they show up on the same day. Okay. That will blow us away, because there's so much good going uh, on there, but they're not connected. You don't see them. Mm. Yeah, there's no media for it. But if this could be focused on one day, but morphogenetic fields or the unconscious field, we could really, if we understand it, change something there. Yes, make a shift. So that was the concept of Inspiration Day. Um, yeah, to be inspired, but win before because of win-win, win-inspiration. Uh, and the 7th of May is Inspiration Day. And now with the corona topic the last two years, we didn't have so many events. Right, uh, live, live events, yes. Yeah, but we started getting it around the world. And um, in, in the end, it doesn't matter. Um, uh, the idea is to do something on one day. And if you call it Inspiration Day or whatever it's, it's, it's a kind of umbrella name or whatever, an umbrella idea. Um, gosh, if we could focus all on one day for ourselves, for our families and whatever, for the town, wow, it's so easy to change something if we just focus on it and, and, and do it. Yeah, it's it's like those schools of fish. You know, you see those wonderful documentaries and yeah. and then each individual fish makes a slight shift and you see tens of thousands yes. literally changing course. Yes. So there's a unity, there's an indi- you know, we talked mm. about this principle in one of our other programs of being individual but not separate. 
and mm-hmm. yeah. and to be able to bring all those thought forms and frequencies and vibrations together and yeah. start off on a on uh, on a um, acknowledging and validating platform um, yeah. and and boy the the vibration the frequency wave that would put out I think would be yeah. huge and I I love the way that you were able to take inspiration and make it win inspiration I think that is just really really so positive because people love to win and people love being inspired so um i'd love to see this go global i think it's a, it's just a really really when you hear the word you feel good like you just think <laughs> yeah yeah yes oh. we got a lot of feedback um, um on, on this word and the energy so you know you need to be good and in, in stealing and just uh, let it flow through you so really, Wolfgang, in sort of wrapping up, and I know mm-hmm. hopefully you'll come back because there's so much more to talk about. Uh, but here we are from success to fulfillment, the heart's energy, our soul. You've gone through the ups and downs in lives. You've made the euros or the dollars or whatever you want to call it. You've had them in the bank. You've not had them in the bank. You've had them in the bank. And, and yet you continue to play in this world, but it feels like you've reached a point in your growth and wisdom where you're playing from a very different place. Uh, and, and that you are embracing, it's not that you're saying, again, it would be the same trap, wouldn't it? To say, well, material is bad and now I'm only gonna be spirit because that's the dichotomy again. Either end is an extreme. And yeah. Uh, so if you can just kind of sum up your core philosophy, if somebody's listening here and, and says, okay, well, so how do I move forward? How do I learn to start thinking? Uh, it's like, like you said in another context about this or that. No, it's about end. Okay. Yeah, it's not about yeah, material or fulfillment. No, I, as a, even maybe stressing some people, if you tell me you're really spiritual and against the material stuff, then I don't think that you're spiritual. spiritual. Okay. Um, yes. Because you can't avoid, you can't be against something if you're really spiritual. spiritual. Um, so you need to accept what is and and, and, and use it. And just like um, the Christian world says, okay, um, go out and say what is the English term and a lot of the Asian, use the material, be the boss of the material world. Yes. But that, that doesn't mean to misuse it. Yeah. So then carefully use it, like I expected from every good dad, from every good boss, taking care of the employees, taking care of everything. Um, so it's like I learned now taking care of all my body cells better, what I forgot for years or was not trained in, or misused them. So I think, uh, and also... Um, and if you think in balance, more good people need more money to be capable also to get things done in the world. Yes. Now, authorities, um, if they have the power, who has the power, has the money and has the soldiers. Mm-hmm. And, and just, they do a lot of shitty stuff. Yeah. Um, so, but it doesn't help. Yeah, I'm running away. No, then you make yourself a victim. Okay. And, and, and tough love and what I learned from martial arts 
people uh, like I have a friend, um, his whatever black belts and everything. Um, he can do things incredible, like just putting energy out and people can't come to him, can't okay. hit him or whatever. And how is that working? And what is really working is you need to go into love. Love is this main power. Not if you're against them. You need to create so much love that they can't stand it. <laughs> yeah? I love it. Yeah, I love it. That's, yes. And that is really, um, and I um, worked a little bit um, with uh, Bert Goldman, who was um, three months with Yogananda and was thinking, do I become a monk there? But yes. then Yogananda left. <clears throat> So it was obsolete. But he said, I was three months with him. And two years, I couldn't lie. It was not possible. Wow. Even if wow. I couldn't. Because I was such in a state. Yeah. And then you see, if you start, I, I didn't do it myself yet. But see, the more <laughs> you more go in, in, in this, you get power. Yeah, this is such a, a lot of things are not happening anymore to you. Yeah, because you're on a di different frequency. That's right. And you changed the game. Yes. Yeah, and that is what we, when I talk about education, uh, teaching kids and whatever, so far we're teaching it maybe somewhere in Asia or whatever. Yes, yes. <laughs> or behind walls and say, well, we are different. No, this needs to be part of the world. And like some people say, there are planets with... Um, high spiritual whatever aliens yes and they even here it could help us but right. the law of not to interfere or whatever yeah yes yes uh, as long we're not asking for it they don't help it's free will isn't it and our consciousness yes. and our vibration yes. and our awareness needs yes. to be there and asking yes. ye shall receive isn't that exactly so hopefully so we need to learn to ask for the right thing that's right. Yeah, because I ask also, how can I do something for my dad to prove I get approval? So I work for that. Right. The quality of the question then exactly. decides the quality of a life. And we need to teach um, how to make better questions because the school in Germany is um, you need to learn to have the right answer. And then yes. you go afraid to, through life. That's right. And if you don't yeah. have the answer, that's it. And you don't question. Don't yes. not question, actually, is what yes. they say. So, Steve, do you yeah. have something uh, you want to throw in there for wrapping up? Uh, yeah, no, I think... Yeah, yeah, I believe it. And like maybe start questioning your questions. Yes. And go what I really, really want. What, is, what I truly, truly want. Um, and everything, what uh, this is a more Stephen's topic or whatever, where you resist something, what is triggering you? Yeah, okay, what can I solve there um, for me? What is this teaching me? So those people who are uh, triggering you, I call it PETs, personal emotional trainers. Um, yeah. So what can I learn from them? <laughs> yeah. Great yeah. teacher. Everyone, everyone needs a petty tyrant in their life. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And and I think it's really is well like we said that about questioning because I think so many of us are being conditioned to it's not proper to doubt and question anything. Um 
Whereas I think it's really, it's very spiritual. It's a gift yes. to be able to yeah. doubt and question everything and to get yes. to what you spoke about yeah. earlier, to get to truth. Yes. The map is not the territory. So I need to question all the maps, even if they get them better. I need to question again, again, if I really want to uh, get in contact and understand and see the real territory. I like that. Well, the map is, is not uh, the territory. Wow. Yeah. Beautiful. As uh, Tarun said, you know, we, we could go on and talk for hours and hours, I think. Um, but we will do. Have to wrap, wrap this up. <laughs> not today. Uh, but, yeah. But uh, definitely, we look forward to doing this again uh, real soon. Uh, thank yeah. you so much for being on the show today. Yeah, we're really honored. Oh, it's such a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you all. And we yeah, will have a wonderful time. Absolutely. Yes, we'll, okay. we, we will the have some of your information up on the site so people can learn a bit more about you. I think, you know, there can't be enough of us right now in the world. Um, yes to give a hand. So I look forward to wonderful uh, opportunity to, to spread the light. We trust you found practical value in this podcast and will enthusiastically share it with others in your circle. And if you are so moved, leave us a review or write a post on social tagging hashtag Chai Chat Podcast and we will show our appreciation. Promise. Tarun Puri and Steve Harvey welcome you to join us for a Chai Chat at all of our live events and more. Connect with us with your questions, topic suggestions, and reviews at info at chaichatpodcast.com. <laughs>